This is the Patriot Cause with Bud Cornwell, United States Marine Corps retired. The hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. We all know that saying, but it's a true statement and every two-bit dictator in history has known you have to get the children. A decade ago, Curtis Bowers made the documentary film Agenda, Grinding America Down, detailing a communist agenda to corrupt American institutions from education, to Hollywood, to media, and subvert America and its values from within. The main strategy was to divide and conquer, to turn Americans against each other. Simplify Patriots, this is the Gunny, and I hope you guys had an awesome Thanksgiving. I had a great Thanksgiving. Now the winter's coming. As we're speaking, it's beginning to snow here in Alabama. I want to bring back part three of the specter of communism. This podcast is to get the word out about Marxism and communism in America. And it's living and breathing at your front door. And if you don't realize that, I'm hoping that I can enlighten you and show you the facts so you can make a determination on what's going on. So we have a big show. We have a few clips that we need to listen to that's going to help us understand this communism effect that is happening in the United States. So with that, the Marxist agenda is taking over America. You need to understand that. Failure to understand what's happening in America will cause us to lose this country. It's a truth, and we have to accept that. Also going to talk about Marxism in the West. How did we get Marxism today where we are at? And last but not least, can we really save America? Can we really stand up and do what is necessary to save America. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. Freedom in America has never been more jeopardized than it is today. Freedom of the West runs directly counter to the goal of communism. They're not about freedom. While masking itself with this beautiful visions of the utopia, communism aims to enslave and destroy humanity. It's been proven time and time again since the beginning of communism, which we will talk about on this podcast. So far, communist parties have not taken power in the Western countries. The specter of communism aims to conquer the West through subversion, having its supporters infiltrate all organizations and institutes. 
There have been at least five major forces that drive communism and the left-wing subversion in the West. Number one, the forces of subversion was originally the Soviet Union, which founded the Communist Third International to spread the revolution worldwide. That was their goal, and it still is today, even though we think communism does not exist in Russia anymore. The second was the local communist parties, which worked with the Soviet Communist Party and the leaders of the country. And it's happening right here in the West. The third was economic, the crisis and social upheaval which we're dealing with, destroying the economy and causing upheaval in this country that encourages many Western governments to adopt socialist policies in our country. And it's going to result and has resulted in this big shift to the left. Fourth, was those who sympathize with and support the Communist Party and socialism, which we know is happening right in front of our eyes. People are being elected into our Congress and the presidency of the United States that are communists, socialists. They believe in what the Russians started back in the early 1900s. They're trying to destroy this country's culture and undermine the legitimate government that we have. It's in front of you. You can see it on the TV. You can hear it from many organizations, colleges, even the local government telling us that they have this solution for this utopia. Last but not least, number five, the Chinese Communist Party is the fifth force that is happening with us today. After the Chinese Communists implemented economic reforms, which started in the 1980s, the CCP established political businesses and a cultural exchange that gave it an opportunity to infiltrate in the West. So in the 1980s, these people started doing deals with the West, undermining, deceiving us with the deals that are going on. And you see it. You hear about it every single day. So it's there. You just got to recognize it. The Communist Party is synonymous with violence and with good reason. The fact that the communist regimes of Russia and China took power through violent revolution and used violence as a toll of repression, drew attention away from the communist less visible forms. In the Communist Manifesto, Karl Marx wrote these words, The communists disdain to conceal their views and aims. They openly declare that their ends can be attained only by forcible overthrow of all existing social conditions. That's the only way these people take power is to overthrow the society in which they're going after. 
They don't do it any other way but through violence. And you're seeing it in the streets of America today. So I'm going to continue to play the original clip in the beginning of the podcast, which brings on a guy named Curtis Bowers. Curtis Bowers is an American filmmaker, former educator, restaurant owner, and politician from Idaho. He was a Republican member of the Idaho House of Representatives. So this man knows what he's talking about when it comes to what's happening in this country because he sees what is going on in his very own government within his own state. So take a good listen to this. Curtis Bowers, such a pleasure to have you on American Thought Leaders. I'm so glad to be on here. Thanks for having me. So Curtis, it has been 10 years now since you made the film Agenda, Grinding America Down, um, essentially looking at the communist agenda uh, in America and its impacts and so forth. Um, what are you seeing happening today? Well, I'm seeing that it's continuing on, but even in a much more uh, purposeful, open way than it has in the past. For many years, it had been more of a behind-the-scenes, subtle thing in the background, but now it's now it's on our streets, and uh, it's it's amazing. It's gone that direction so quickly. Curtis, a big premise of these films, or something that's explored, is that the, there is this agenda from years back of transforming America into a more first socialist and ultimately communist country. I think you make the case in there that socialism is the kind of the road to communism. It's a, the stepping stone there. But you describe uh, in the agenda film a meeting that you decided to attend, and this is what kind of piqued your interest in the topic. I think it was back in 1992. Tell me a little bit about what it was like to go to that meeting and what you learned. Well, I went to the meeting for as a favor to a gentleman that had been studying communism his whole life and written many books on it. And he knew he couldn't go to the meeting. He said, they'll know who I am. So would you go and just hear what they're having to say? Because again, people need to remember in 1989, the Berlin Wall had come down. And then December of 91, the Soviet Union had dissolved. And now this is six months later, the summer of 1992, and the Communist Party USA was having a meeting to break off a new group. So I went to the meeting as a favor to somebody, and the first shock was immediate. When I walked into the room, I thought it was going to be college radicals. So I'd kind of bought a T-shirt that said something about a revolution, and I, and I thought that's what it would be about. But immediately walking into the auditorium, it was about 1,400 people or so, all 50, 50, 60, and 70-year-olds with briefcases and suits on. And it was I was the one of the few younger people there. And so that was that was just a wake-up call that, okay, this might be a little more serious than it appears on the surface. And so that was the first big shock with that. Well, so what happened there? What did you learn about an agenda? Well, they just clearly talked about how they wanted to 
finish us off from within. They've been working to undermine our families and our business structure and our morality for a long time. But they said, we need to really step that up now even more because, uh, and they were, they acknowledged they were disappointed that the Soviet Union had to back down from the world revolution as far as the militarily and things. But they said, but now we just need to continue what we've been doing at a more serious level and you know, through education, media, and entertainment, uh, influencing the next generation and people to come alongside them in their movements um, to try to slowly, again, take us down from within. So, and what were your kind of, I guess, political views at the time when you went in? You were obviously going in incognito. Yes, I, I was a conservative. I was raised that way. Parents were teaching me how things work when I was young. So I knew what was going on. But again, I went in just seeing, is this thing for real? And I had bought into the lie too, and not the lie, but the deception. You know, Ronald Reagan won the Cold War, which he did, and he did some wonderful things. But as if that meant communism is done, it's over. And I kind of bought into that. So now going there and being in a meeting where there's, over a thousand of them, and then hearing how passionate they were, how I, mean, I can picture them, it's like almost like a pastor at a church. I mean, pounding the pulpit and just, and the way they talked about America was kind of hard to comprehend. The, the free enterprise system that we love and appreciate, I can still picture the old guy up there talking about that. He said, it's the most evil system that has ever been devised, <laughs> just pounding the thing and sweating and and so I, I, I left thinking, boy, these people are from another planet. They don't have a clue, and there's no way they will succeed in what their plans are. That's what I thought back then about 30 years ago. 30 years ago, I was a young Marine doing my job as a U.S. Marine. And do you think I even thought about communism in America? And this individual was at a rally with thousands of people putting down America and pounding the table saying they're going to destroy America. Why have we not reacted? Even 30 years ago, we've got to react to what is going on in this country. It's really that simple. Somebody has got to stand up and be a patriot and say we will not tolerate communism and marxism it's not in the constitution will never be in the constitution and it is the enemy of this country and we have to fight it by all means so what could actually happen go back in history just a century ago in russia this is what happened listen to this and you will be able to put together what is going on with the government that we have and the people that are running or want to be in charge of our government. It has been a full century since the Communist Party seized power in the Soviet Union. According to records compiled by the U.S. Congress, communist regimes were responsible for the deaths of at least 100 million people. The Black Book of Communism details this history of murder. 
From documents declassified by the governments of nations in the former Soviet Union and Eastern Europe, as well as official records on the victims of communist political campaigns in China and North Korea, the public has gained a good picture of the Communist Party's addiction to killing. Communist totalitarianism is often compared to that of the Nazis. While there are many parallels to be found, there is one crucial distinction that is often overlooked. The Nazis aimed to eliminate the Jewish people, but the goal of communism goes beyond physical slaughter. People of faith do not consider physical demise to be one's true death, since the soul goes to heaven or is born again in the cycle of reincarnation. The Communist Party uses killing as an instrument to plant the seeds of terror in the minds of the people, forcing them to accept its evil ideology. Through the destruction of morality, people's souls are fated to damnation. The Communist Party aims to destroy not just man's physical body, but also his soul. An additional characteristic of the Communist Party is the intensity with which it carries out internal purges and selects the cruelest of leaders. It is difficult for many to understand the rationale behind the barbarity inflicted by the Communist Party upon its own ranks, including those who became victims simply for deviating from the party on specific issues while otherwise being wholly loyal to the party and its leadership. One reason is that the Communist Party, in its rebellion against gods and humankind, possesses an instinctual fear that its doom is always around the corner. To reinforce itself, the party needs to recruit individuals with no regard for moral right and wrong. These individuals are distinguished in the process of mass killing, and their elevation to positions of leadership enables the specter of communism to ensure the perpetuation of its earthly tyranny. If we think for a second that we can live in this country with a totalitarian government not coming after us and eliminating us, you need to think again. That's exactly what they will do. That's exactly what they're doing. They're eliminating your free speech. They want to take our guns. They want to do everything they can to keep the power in this country. And we've got to stand up, show up, and speak up against this atrocities that can happen in this country. So I know what you're thinking. Wait a minute, Gunny. We vote for people to go into the government. That is correct. That's the right way to do it. Well, let me ask you this question. On a scale of 1 to 10, what do you think the rating of the people that you have voted in the government falls today? Do you believe what they're saying? Do you believe that they care about you? That's exactly what happened in Russia when the czars were taken out. The democracy of Russia was taken out during World War I. Listen to this. In February 1917, food shortages and deteriorating working conditions drove Russian industrial workers to go on strike. As the turmoil spread across the country, Tsar Nicholas II stepped down from the throne and the Russian provisional government was established. Learning of these events, Vladimir Lenin immediately returned to Russia from exile in Switzerland. At the time, World War I was raging, 
the countries between Russia and Switzerland were all hostile. In late 2007, the German magazine Der Spiegel revealed a 90-year-old secret. Kaiser Wilhelm II, who regarded Russia as a grave threat, realized that Lenin could bring disaster to Russia, so he allowed Lenin to travel through Germany to Sweden, then Finland, and eventually back to Russia. Wilhelm II also provided money and munitions to Lenin. By the end of 1917, Lenin had received 26 million marks from Germany. Winston Churchill had this to say about Germany's role in Lenin's return. They used the most lethal weapon in Russia. They shipped Lenin back in a tightly sealed truck, as if shipping a type of plague virus to Russia. Lenin carried out a coup on November 7, 1917, or October 25 by the traditional Julian calendar. With the October Revolution, Lenin overthrew the provisional government and established the world's first communist regime. But in the democratic election for the Russian Constituent Assembly, the Party of Socialist Revolutionaries, SRs, won a majority of national votes over Lenin's Bolshevik Party, which controlled the government administration. Out of an electorate of 44.4 million people, 40% voted for the SRs, with the Bolsheviks losing by a 20% margin. After this setback, in the Russian Constituent Assembly meeting on January 5, 1918, Lenin trampled on his promises and declared the Constituent Assembly an, quote, enemy of the people. Having prepared in advance to enact martial law on the day of the Assembly's meeting in the Russian capital of Petrograd, the Bolsheviks mobilized troops and disbanded the Constituent Assembly by force, destroying the democratic process in Russia. The October Revolution and subsequent Leninist takeover was the origin of all violent communist movements throughout the world in the 20th century. It triggered the international rise of communism and the countless catastrophes that followed. The Russian people voted. And it didn't mean a damn thing to these tyrants. They voted for freedom according to what they were being told. And as soon as the election was over, this tyrant took the army of Russia and controlled the country, eliminating millions and millions of people. It can happen here. And it will happen here if we do not stand up and say something about it. I put a lot of clips in here today for that purpose because I can't explain it any better than what you heard on these clips. Look in the show notes and you can go and find and watch these videos for yourself and see what we are actually up against. We are up against the largest evil that has ever perpetrated America. We have got to do something. We have got to do something different than what we're used to doing. And that difference is standing up, speaking up against this government, against what they are doing to us with this elitist people that are running our federal government. You can do something. Stand up, show up and speak up locally, 
in your state, with your legislators, and at the federal level. This is the gunny out.